Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for your peace, Lord, that surpasses all understanding, Lord. And we thank you for the armor that you've equipped us with, Lord, that we may stand against the walls of the devil, Lord. And we thank you for being our solid rock, Lord, that we can come back and fall back on you, Lord. And you are our tower, Lord, our strong tower and our place of refuge, Lord. And we find comfort from you, Lord, that we find provision, Lord, and we get direction from you, Lord. And we just thank you for the things that you are in our life, Lord, the Father, Lord, the Mother, Lord, the confident, Lord, the friend, Lord, the brother. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Lord, that you're all in all, Lord, and that you are above all. And we just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us as we continue to discuss the Word and study the Lord's house together. Uh, before we get into the Word, though, I just ask that if you are blessed by the message, that you would like it, that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms that you could find a day of prayer on, and then share it with someone else so they can be blessed, they too can be blessed, and learn and grow in knowledge and relationship with our Lord and Savior. So... <clears throat> That being said, we are continuing in Exodus 30, discussing still the altar of incense. So can I get a volunteer to reread uh, verses 1 through 10, please? I will. All right, Charles. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length and a cubit its width. It shall be square. And two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece within. And you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both its sides. You shall place them on its two sides. And they will be holders for the poles with which to bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn on its sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall ye pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Of atonement. Once a year he shall, make, he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, amen. So, I want to open up the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit has been speaking and ministering to you 
and to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. All right. Um, when we read this and um, I just kind of, before I get into that, I just wanted to kind of do a quick compare and contrast um, to what we were talking about in the previous podcast about our hearts mm. and um, being steadfast and immovable in our covenant with God and being pliable in his hands and having a tender heart towards him so he's able to move us and direct us as he pleases. I just wanted to make a quick distinction because, um, you know, some might say, well, I thought I was supposed to have a soft heart. I thought I was supposed to, um, excuse me, not have a heart of stone. And I just wanted to kind of talk about that for just a second. God does not want you to have a heart of stone towards him. But when it comes to being influenced by the world, he wants you to be impenetrable. So when it comes to God and how we um, interact with him and how we serve and worship him, our heart should be um, unchangeable towards him in the way that we love him that we always love him and we seek to do his will, right? That we are yes. um, loyal to him throughout all of our days. And in that we should let him make decisions for our life. Now, when it comes to the world, you should not be soft and pliable. Huh. You Amen. should be, you should not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You should not let the world sway you Amen. or guide and direct your life. Right. And then typically yes. what happens is that person that's swayed by the world has a stony heart towards God and a stiff-necked, refuses the things of God and resists God, but is open to the world for the world to direct lifestyle and anything and everything else for the example of choosing the, the world chooses their purpose versus God choosing their purpose. So do you see those, those are two, they seem like we're talking about the same thing, but they are very different. They are very contrasting. The world is not our God, and neither does it have anything to offer by means of telling us what our purpose is or showing forth the things and declaring the the true witness of who God is. And we should not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Okay. Um, Was that clear? Does everybody understand that? We should be, for God I live and for God I'll die. And that's it. And then God can change us. But everybody else... So, so what you're describing is Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. Amen. But I, I want a right application of Amen. that. Amen. Yes. A right application. Um, those, the stony hearts were the ones that God was coming and knocking on the door and they would not hear them. Right. And that was different than what, Le, yes. what Promise and the Charles were talking about. So we mm-hmm. should be soft towards God, but not soft towards the world in the mm-hmm. way of who gets to dictate and sway our opinions or our thought processes and, determine our trajectory that is that place that is reserved for god well that's what happens in the parable of the sower right you have the soft soil it was soft towards the lord because they received the same seed right talking about faith talking about the kingdom of heaven is what the lord uses to describe uh both those things as a seed Mm. right but then you see others where they received the seed it was choked out it fell on the roadside and and or fell on the rocky soil. Mm-hmm. Each one of those, whether it was the soft soil all the way through, right, the four different types of soil, is talking about the condition of someone's heart towards the Lord. So is it rocky? Is he even allowed to get in there? 
The Word of God. The Word of God, exactly. Was the word. So hmm. whether it's a ministry or our lives, right, this, this matters. It hmm. should be soft towards the Lord, but hard, staunch against Adam human nature. Against exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not the other way around where it's Adam and, Adam and Stone against the, the Lord, but hmm. soft towards the world. No. Right, right. That's soft to the Lord, Adam and Stone against the world. Right, and you love the people, but the world is talking about the world system. And the actions. To, and to include the God of this world and the way the world lives exactly. their life according to the, the um, worldly and sensual lusts. And so, so the actions and, and attitudes that are against the Lord. Amen. And his nature, character, and attributes. Amen, amen. So I just wanted to say yes. that because there, we have to rightly divide the word and we have to understand with clarity and focus what God is actually saying to us. Amen. what he means and intends by his word. Now, um, back to what I was enjoying from the scripture, <clears throat> which I enjoy the whole counsel of God, all the word. Amen. But it was talking about um, Exodus chapter 30, verse 7. It says, Aaron shall burn on its sweet incense every morning when he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. And... At first, when I read verse seven, it reminded me of Lamentations three, uh, verses twenty-two through twenty-four. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to read that. It says, "Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not; they are new every morning. Great is Your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion," says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. So, um. It also reminded me of, of Genesis when um, the, the Lord destroyed the earth with the flood because he said the, the thoughts and intentions or the meditations of man's heart was only wicked, only. It was always wicked, only. It, man continually wanted to do wickedness and the Lord had to destroy the earth as a result because the world had become full of blood and violence and um, depravity. And after that... Um, Noah provided, you know, he made an offering to the Lord. He made a sacrifice before God and he smelled it as a soothing aroma. So that, mm -hmm. that reminded me of that as well, because the, it's God's pleasure to forgive his people. It is his idea. <laughs> we didn't even know it existed. It's something that he wants to do is to pardon us. And, you know, this particular, um, incense is not an offering. It's not a, a particular um, blood sacrifice, but it is something that is accompanying to that as we come near him and approaching. You think, like you mentioned, promise, starting, starting outside, um, outside the gates in, entirely, and then coming into the outer court and then proceeding and drawing closer and closer to God. And um, just the, his heart and the desire that he has to draw us to himself, that he is making every effort to do so in restoring his heavenly community. And it just reminded me of the, all those places where the Lord reminds us of how good he is and how um, compassionate he is to us. <laughs> and then you see in Ephesians um, 5 talking about Jesus, his sacrifice being a sweet aroma. And um, in Philippians 4, when we give, as God puts on our hearts, when we willingly obey him, and 
submit ourselves to his desire, his will, how that is such a sweet aroma to him and a blessing. And then, of course, Second Corinthians chapter 2, when it talks about us that live for Christ, how we are the aroma of life leading to life or the aroma of death leading to death amongst the world. To those who are turning to Christ, we smell like life and we're like... Oh, there's the way I can smell the fresh air coming through, through all the stagnation. I can smell life and I need to go follow Jesus. You know, we're beacons of him saying, here he is, here's the way, here's the way. But to those who would harden their hearts and, um, be staunch against the Lord, we smell like death and we are, um, repugnant Mm. to them Yes, because we smell like him. So it just reminded me of all those things and that, um, you know, the Lord is continually working his plan as the offerings were being made um, around the clock, basically, the incense were being burned. And specifically, and pardon me for mixing my language on that, the the incense were being um, placed on the altar um, continually, day and night, day mm-hmm. and night, day and night, because this is this is on God's mind. And I just appreciated that. Absolutely. And and what's on his mind? It's it's us. It's mm-hmm. our prayers that are con- in our praise and our thanks that are continually being offered before him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as you were going over that, I was reminded of a, a, a couple of things. Um, Psalm 88, 13 says, but to, you, I, but to you I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. Um, Lord, why do you cast off my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? And I was reminded of the altar of incense. This is the last Mm. furnishing right before the veil leading into the the most holy place, right? The holy of holies. They're in the holy place, right? But it's right before, so they still don't yet see him, see the Lord, see where he resides, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but also Psalm 92, 2 says, um, well, I'll read one and two. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. What are prayers? Does anyone know? A petition. Can be. And it's also communication with the Lord. It's how we communicate with the Lord. Right? Are we not told in Scripture that we should be in prayer all times for all the saints? Pray without ceasing, we're told in Thessalonians, right? Yes. Okay. Does that not sound an awful lot like what we're discussing here? I don't mean awful in a bad way. I mean a lot like, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds very similar yes. to this altar of incense. And we read when we started talking about the altar of incense that it had to, also had to do with prayer. You see that in Revelation, right? The prayer of the saints. Yes. That it's the prayer of the saints Mm -hmm. that are being offered up. And I have one more. It's in uh, Psalm 55, I believe. Yeah, 55, 17. It says, Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry out loud, and he shall hear my voice. Now, you can also look at Psalm 55 because there's a lot happening, right, in in that psalm, which it goes back to what we were talking about in, early on in Revelation, right? 
as prayer and protection and, and all those things f from the Lord, right? On behalf of the saints. But there's also, you can see in here, petitions, as you pointed out, Charles, petitions for God's judgment on, on the wicked. For vindication. Ag against mm -hmm. sin, exactly. Mm -hmm. So early we had, like I said, early when we started discussing the altar of incense, you see both sides. What are prayers for, right? Yes. Yeah, it's for protection. It's for blessing. It's it's to be in communion and um, communication with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. to pray for His will and and all those things to understand, for teaching to know His ways and His thoughts. And it's also, I'll say, because the Lord's put that in our heart on what to pray for, and He is a righteous God. He does not like sin. And there is also in there the element of a legal matter, mm -hmm. giving the enemy claim. So the Lord is forced, if you will, to act because that's part of his nature, his character. He is righteous. He does not like sin, but he's gracious and merciful and compassionate and wishes that, that desires that people would turn from wicked ways and follow him. Mm -hmm. And he is long-suffering, but that Absolutely. does not mean that he is asleep. Right, because if he was not loving, then those that are living righteously would just have to endure till the end, in spite of everything that happens to him. That would, that would also denote that the Lord loves one over another, but he does not. He loves everyone equally. Amen. Uh, you read something in... Um and one of the Psalms, when he was saying, Lord, I'm crying out to you. Don't turn your ear from me. Um, is it Psalms 88? Yes. Yes, uh, 13 and 14. But to you I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. That's verse 13. Okay, and read the next one. Verse 14 says, Lord, why do you cast off my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? Okay, now I want to talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, you know, when we see things in the scriptures... Sometimes we take it as that's a valid way to come to God. <laughs> no. And in that verse that the, the person that was um, speaking with the Lord was actually accusing God of ignoring him. Right. So that, that's not a just way to um, consider our father. Now, if you're squalling and bawling and there's no faith, you're going, want, 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 want. You know, you're Charlie Brown's teacher. And he, God has a prescribed way that we must come to him. Yes, he cares about your hurts. Yes, he cares about um, your life. He cares about all things. And we must unlock the door with our faith. That's the key that God gave us. And emergency or, you know, I'm a good person. You still have to come by the door. And yes, Jesus walked through every door. He didn't hop a fence. He didn't take a shortcut. He walked through the door and he says, anybody that comes a different way than the door is a thief and a robber, right? Yes. So when we approach God, we have to have respect for who he is and the pathway that he told us that we must go. Come to him by faith. But also mm -hmm. to say that, God, you don't care about me, which is what the, the psalmist was describing in that way. Why have, you, why have you not heard my prayers? First, look at you. Make sure you're coming correctly. Mm -hmm. And then second, know that you have a loving father. That's your faith being released. I know you hear me. 
And so we see what happens when we pray. And I'm saying all this, I'm, I'm saying it with such, um, tenacity because it's important. The adversary would have you think that God doesn't hear you. Now, if you're praying ungodly prayers, like Lord, kill these people and give me all their money. And you're, you're talking like the devil, but you're asking God to do it. Now I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. God is not into that because that's not who he is. But if you're saying, God, deliver me from my adversaries that are hunting my life, rest assured that your heavenly father hears you. And we have a behind the scenes glimpse. We have it both here um, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament and we have it down in Revelation. These are the prayers of the saints that they continually come up before the father. He's listening. He hears you and he is not ignoring you. He is not slow to act or delayed. He is a righteous God and he has heard you. Um, first John tells us that we have confidence, right? And we know that he hears us because yes. we ask according to his will. And so when that is done, our faith says it's finished and we're moving on with our business because our King has got this. Our father will answer and deliver. He's already answered. I've got my mm-hmm. yes and I'm moving on down the line. But, um, this is what Psalm 55 says. I'm sorry. Psalm 56 verse eight, um, says you number my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, this is verse line, verse nine, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. That's the correct perspective to have towards God is that you always hear me, Lord. Right. And that, Mm -hmm. isn't that how Jesus came to him? Yes. I know you always hear me. I'm only saying it out loud for these people who are standing nearby so that they can understand who you are, who I am and who we are together and what they're supposed to be doing. Not because God wasn't listening to him and he needed to say it louder or again. It's exactly what Jesus said when uh, dealing with, I'll say, Lazarus, Mm -hmm. Lazarus and raising him from the dead. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I want to add this to it. It's not just about a habit or a pattern and a routine, right? It says about David that he prayed in the morning and in the evening. It says about Daniel that he, it was his custom that's what he did, was praying three times a day, in the morning, in the at noonday, in the, or the middle of the day, and in the evening, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's not just about those habits and patterns. And as you were pointing out, honey, uh, we have to come to the Lord correctly. It's not just about crying out, and we, it's easy to take words that are said in Scripture mm-hmm. and misunderstand them and misapply them in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I've done that myself, right? Uh, we all have. Uh, we, we all, all have, have. But the Lord spoke literally to me, and uh, you know, at a time where I was, uh, I wanted to see the Lord move mightily, mm-hmm. and there was an element and an aspect of crying out to the Lord. But the Lord said this to me: He said, "Stop crying out. If you are crying out, it denotes that the Lord, that I, right, the Lord was is not there." But he's always there. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He's already said that. So we have to approach him as he's there. So we can just talk with him. That is what prayer is. That is, as you were just saying, LaCharles, it is communing and communicating with our Lord and Savior, our Heavenly Father. Yes. Right? He's there in the midst. He hears us. Mm -hmm. But let's also come to him correctly or in the right way, mm-hmm. in Not faith. God, you don't hear me trying exactly. to manipulate God. You cannot manipulate God. 
No one can. Your faith cannot be used to change his purposes. You can't guilt trip God. Exactly. None of that is in him. But we have but to you come, can come boldly. Boldly, but coming boldly denotes in faith. Confidence. Not crying out because not we're begging. not sure. Exactly. Not it's not a begging. We must come with with boldness, but boldness denotes faith. Right. And so crying out, we think of raising your voice and making God doesn't care about the tone of your like the, the volume of your voice is neither here nor there. Right, because a whisper is just as loud as a yell because he hears everything, right? It's <laughs> neither yes. here nor there. He's not moved by that. But it's the assurance, being fully persuaded that he is exactly who he said he is, right? Sarah yes. wandered around for a really long time before she got the picture that God was able to do what he said he could do. And that was a turning point for her. You see that in describing her in the New Testament. Like she believed that he who promised was able to do it. So she got that revelation, like, okay. You said it, God, you, you could do it. Then the whole, I yes. mean, she tried bringing another woman. I mean, the whole rigmarole. But it wasn't until she came by the door of faith mm-hmm. that her womb was open and her life was turned around. Abraham had got it. He already had an Ishmael in his possession, right? He had already yes. had a child with another woman per his wife's request and was getting, his faith was already becoming activated. But she was the delay because her faith was not yet. Even though God had a purpose, she still had to come through the door. Mm-hmm. Now, God is gracious, and he helped get her there. He helped her. He stayed with her. He didn't go, oh, never mind. Throw that old woman away. Get that young thing. Let's go. He didn't say that. He didn't. And he she's listed in Hebrews 11 as one of the, I'll say, heroes of faith. That's right. And she is highly esteemed and regarded in Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um... You know, that, that's just understanding and appreciating the way God set things up because it absolutely is the easiest and the best way. It's easy to go God's way when you compare it to how hard it is to struggle through fleshly ways. Because I'm sure Sarah yes. was like, why did I do this? <laughs> how, now, how am I ever going to get rid of this woman? I've given my husband over to someone else. I mean, all the things that came as a, a result of her one action. Mm-hmm. Weighty consequences. Now that's weighty. That's hard to live with. That's hard to bear. But what God says is his burden is easy. Right? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So that's yes. all I wanted to say. Amen. Anyone else has any, anything else they want to share? No. no. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just hmm. thank you for just giving us the ultimate plan so that we don't have to go through the back way, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just forgiving us for anything that we've done. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. 
We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.